Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Laps Factor Podcast. What is up, lacrosse fans? You're watching another episode of the Lax Factor Lacrosse Podcast. Took a little bit of time off as we had no lacrosse. I'm not a YouTuber. Uh, I'm a, a, a news kind of guy, and I like to talk about lacrosse news, and that's about it. So wasn't going to put out fluff for you all, but we are now back because lacrosse is almost upon us. We have the MLL getting started, I believe it's next weekend. And then we have the PLL getting started the week after that. The MLL is going to kick off their their series on uh, the 18th of this month. And then the PLL kicks off their championship series on uh, 16 days from now on the 25th of July. So we have, we're, we're about to have two pro lacrosse leagues going head-to-head uh, in the TV ratings. The MLL games are all going to be broadcast on ESPN, ESPN+. Plus. And the PLL games are all going to be broadcast on NBC, uh, NBC Gold, and uh, NBC Sports Network. So before I get into all of that, the easiest way to help us out, just hit the like button. Like, be sure to subscribe. We're approaching, we've been approaching 9,000 subscribers forever, and we got stalled out by the, by the, the virus that will not be named on this episode. So be sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you're notified when we put out more videos. And as always, you can go to laxfactor.com. We've got a store with merchandise. We've got Lax Factor t-shirts, hats, all sorts of weird stuff. And then non-brand related stuff, just generic lacrosse t-shirts and things like that. So you can support us that way as well. Uh, So let's get into it now. What surprised me was when the MLL came out with their schedule. That they they're they're rocking seven eighteen. They're starting on July eighteenth, one p.m. The Barrage Philadelphia Barrage are going to kick off the MLL season against the Chesapeake Bayhawks, and then it's back to back after that. They go four p.m. New York Lizards against the Boston Cannons, and then on uh, at seven p.m. the Nightcap Connecticut Hammerheads and the Denver Outlaws. So really excited to have the MLL get back. Uh, The MLL and the PLL have been doing kind of a battle, so it only makes sense that when the MLL comes back for this COVID kind of week or two that they're going to play, they come back the week before the PLL gets rolling. Uh, They're going to finish up, I think, just as the PLL's getting underway, and all of these games are going to be broadcast for the MLL uh, across ESPN Plus and ESPN2. So it looks like the playoffs will be the playoff weekend, 725. Those will be on ESPN Plus. ESPN2 will play the finals uh, on ESPN2 at 2 p.m. on 726. So the semis are on uh, July 25th, 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. on ESPN Plus. And then the finals are on July 26th at 2 p.m. on ESPN2. So really exciting. I'm kind of rooting for... uh, the, the Connecticut Hammerheads, uh, oddly enough, I it, it's it's a new team, uh, not a new new team, I don't believe, but uh, it, I I have to pick a team here. I've tried getting behind the Lizards and it's just never worked out, so I'm going to try something new. Got a couple of players that I'm a big big fan of, a couple friends of the podcast that are on the that play for the Hammerheads, so I'm going to kind of root for them here in this tournament. It'll be interesting to see how that all plays out for everybody. Uh, the PLL, they 
just announced, and I just watched the video last night where Rabel went through and ripped through the protocol. I don't know what the MLL's protocol is. I'm, I'm sure it's probably fine uh, trying to make sure that everybody stays healthy, stays good. But the PLL has gone off the rails, and, and not in a bad way. I mean, off the rails in a good way with their protocol. So their, their method of making sure that they don't have people with COVID show up involves a 14-day quarantine. I believe everybody is already, I think, on the 7th, they started their their two-week quarantine, and that includes players, coaches, um, event staff, NBC, uh, and their telecast staff and everything like that. So everybody that's a part of this tournament is right now on a 14-day self-quarantine. We'll see how that, that works. Uh, and then at the end of that 14-day quarantine, they get a in-home COVID test done with a virtual doc watching them administer the test to themselves. They get the results, and that will determine if they're able to travel or not. Then once they uh, get the test results back and they find out they get the green light on whether or not they're able to travel, I believe what's happening is West Coast guys are probably either getting on chartered flights together, depending on how far away they are, or a lot of them are driving. I know Rabel mentioned he's driving to Utah. I think it's like a nine-hour drive from where he is. I, I presume he's probably in L.A. So. That's going to be crazy. And then the people on the East Coast, I believe, are flying on a chartered flight, 180-seat flight uh, out of New Jersey, based on what he said. And I'm, I'm, I'm presuming that everyone will have to just get there, and then they hop on the flight. They'll probably be socially distanced, I presume, on the flight. They're going to try to keep these guys as separated as possible, even after passing that first COVID test that allows them to travel. See, now I've started saying the name of the virus that shall not be named in this episode, so that stinks. Let me take a sip of my beer. So they travel, they fly, drive, however they're getting to Utah. They get to Utah. Then they are going to get another test as they get to Utah, and then everyone is going to be quarantined and quartered away until they get the results back from the second test, which means, guys, get there, another test. You go sit in a hotel room or a dorm room or whatever they're, however they're setting them up in here, and then you don't, you're not around other people again until you pass that second test. And there was some kind of delay worked in to try to make sure that really, you know, making sure that they can try to catch anyone that may have caught it uh, and, and just was a false negative. Maybe someone that caught it on the way in. I don't know exactly what the methodology is there and what the, the process is, but I know that he said specifically the docs wanted them to have that second test. They wanted to work a delay in somehow to make sure they're keeping people separated until everybody passes that second COVID test. And I guess what they're doing is they're, they have a test center or a test facility that they have, they, they have run the test for them that's about two miles away from the, the game facility. So that part of it was crazy. And then that's not it. Then I believe they have training camp. And I don't know how long the training camp is. I presume the training camp's a handful of days, a couple of days to a handful of days. And then after training camp, they have a third COVID test administered. Anybody who passes, everyone who passes that third round of testing, they are now eligible to play. They will get to play through as long as no one has any symptoms. They get to play through the tournament championship series as long as nothing else pops up. I'm sure they will have COVID tests done wherever they think necessary as part of it, but then they get a fourth COVID test when all is done before everybody leaves. Everyone takes a test and exit COVID test in essence. So the PLL has gone totally off the rails, and I mean totally off the rails, I think, in a, in a good way to try and make sure that they're keeping the players safe, keeping the players healthy, and all that stuff. So they, they start, though, very soon also. July 25th, I saw at one point they were teasing, hey, should we put the schedule out or should we not? And I saw a bunch of guys get mad, because, and actually I do see the schedules out. 
I saw a bunch of guys get mad saying, oh, man, what are you treating us like a bunch of teenagers? Well, in fairness to the PLL, while I think also that it is lame that they tease you and say, hey, should we put the it's like asking a girl out, you know, it's like, hey, will you go out with me? Circle Y for yes and N for no. Um, it's, it seems kind of like that. But in fairness to the PLL, they are trying to market this to a bunch of teenagers and, and younger, you know, kids that are they're trying to market this league to kids that are six all the way up to geezers like me that want to watch it. So in fairness to them, that is a very normal method of trying to interact with the young folks on social media, as dumb as we think it is. But that's just the reality, man. Kids are lovable idiots. So get over it. But yes, PLL schedule is here. So we have the Redwoods and the Whip Snakes are going to kick things off on the 25th on NBC. It looks like that game's going to be on 4 p.m. and NBC on the 25th. Chaos versus Chrome, uh, also on the 25th, 7.30 on Sports Network. And then they come back back to NBC on the 26th uh, at four o'clock with the water dogs and the Atlas. Let's see here. I can go to the full schedule. I'm not even going to rip through the full schedule, but I wanted to get down and see where the playoffs are. So they play a game a day and sometimes two depending all the way through. And then the playoffs are going, I have a touch screen. I don't know why I just don't do that. Um, Elimination round. So we have playoff game one, uh, on August 4th, they're going to play three playoff games on August 4th. We have the playoff game one, playoff game two, and playoff game three is what they're called. But then we have the semifinals on August 6th, two days later. And then on August 9th, we have the finals. And the, the semifinal round is going to be on NBC Sports Network. And the the quarterfinal round, or I, I guess we should say the first round is split between NBC Gold, NBC Sports Network. Semifinals are all on NBC Sports Network. And then the finals on August 9th will be on the mother channel, the mothership NBC. So that's a big deal for the PLL. The MLL, though, hey, getting on ESPN2, getting your finals put on ESPN2 is not a bad way to go. Uh, but getting your finals put on NBC is just slightly better uh, for the PLL. So that's interesting. And... Other news here, college. We're starting to see the Ivy already canceling um, all fall sports and uh, not, not necessarily canceling the fall sports, but not participating in fall sports in the, in the fall. And we're going to now start to see what, what does that mean for uh, the rest of sports here. I better put that pen down or I'm going to click that in your ear. What does that mean for the rest of sports? It, it definitely means fall ball for the sport of lacrosse is going to probably be extremely limited. This may have been announced yet. I've been kind of on vacation here as I've been taking a break. But uh, fall ball's nixed, obviously, uh, outside of, I believe, probably zero competition against other teams. Uh, if, if there is competition against other teams, I'm sure it's going to be done on a school-by-school -school basis because a lot of the colleges have their own campus rules that they have to obey, that they have to follow. So with the Ivy League, for instance, you're not going to have students on campus. You don't have sports either, I believe, is how it worked. And what worried everybody, as I saw this news come out last week, what worried everybody is the Ivy was also the first league to step up and cancel the season amid the, the beginning of the COVID outbreak. So it, everyone was kind of like, oh no, is this foreshadowing uh, something that we're going to see across the board now? And are we going to see other, other, um, other leagues and teams and schools decide to uh, start nixing things. I think what we're going to end going to really end up seeing is the big conferences will probably play, and then the smaller conferences probably won't. Uh, where money is the the main driver of everything, I think they're going to play. And I don't. I'm not. I'm not 
thinking this is that big of a deal. These are young people, and if they, they do it intelligently, what we are seeing is that young people, while not totally immune to this, young people are barely affected, even where they're increasing the case counts now. So that luckily, we have time to collect more data to see what happens as we kind of start to open back up again and, and see this spread through the summer. But my worry is that fall sports will be nixed that winter sports very well could or that that fall and winter sports very well could end up all playing in the spring or we who knows maybe winter sports go off but then they play the fall sports in the spring we end up having spring college football intersecting with lacrosse so the reality though none of us have any idea what's going to happen uh what i'm hopeful for and uh what i know all you guys are hopeful for is that we do end up having a a spring lacrosse season i think to a degree we are going to, but all of this leads me to wonder what does this actually mean for the future of college sports? Obviously the infrastructure is already there. Um, we already have all the facilities, they have the schools, they have the kids, but I, at the beginning of this, there was a small part of me in the back of my mind that was wondering, is this where we end up not necessarily having college sports anymore per se? And maybe it ends up becoming some sort of kind of, amateur amateur ish club level um sports that goes on like you know almost like almost like kind of like a semi-pro at the college level or something like that because the colleges don't want the liability who knows what the future of 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 the colleges are in terms of getting that many students on campus uh, how many people are going to to just kind of bail on that on that whole idea and do college differently and uh, so i don't know that I don't know that things are going to go back to normal here for this spring. I'm hopeful that they will, but I'm fearful in a, in a small way that, that kind of the worst case scenario ends up becoming, we kind of see a disbanding of college sports as a, as a huge collective thing that it's been as, and as, as organized as it's been, my fear is some of these, it's going to be a much smaller thing. I think we'll always have college sports, but I feel like you're going to end up seeing a boatload of, programs go from playing sanctioned NCAA D3 D2 D1 lacrosse and sports in general into play, into just fragmenting into clubs uh, not even necessarily affiliated clubs I played um, I guess it would kind of be a non-affiliated club lacrosse at BU and I wasn't even a student at BU back in the day and that's where I played uh, a year or two of club lacrosse I can't remember now I think I played a, a full year there and then like kind of a schmedley year there so that's my worry. My worry, and we're already seeing it, where we saw even Stanford. I think they nixed a bunch of uh, a bunch of their athletic programs, partly because I think travel was going to become a problem, finding the, the opponents for a lot of these different teams and these programs that they had. Because Stanford offered a lot of sports programs, more from what I understand than the average school. So my fear is just we're going to see that we're going to see a lot of teams not supporting officially. Uh, are a lot of schools not supporting these teams officially anymore. I think the D1 lacrosse landscape is, for the most part, probably going to be okay. I think we will have some casualties for sure, but I think that at the D3 level, we're already starting to see it. The programs are just going to get dropped to club status, and that's not necessarily going to be completely awful because club ball – it, it will be fine if, if it's organized and in they and it ends up being a lot of fun actually i had a, some of the most fun i had playing the sport of lacrosse was playing club lacrosse so so that's that's the filler the filler is the, the covid and how we don't know what the heck is going to happen with the covid for the spring lacrosse season but 
The good news, we have pro lacrosse that is about to hit. So then uh, just start next weekend here. So we're, I'll probably uh, this week, we'll do a show this week uh, previewing the MLL. We will do a show next week previewing the PLL. And, and then we'll get into it and then start covering every day. We'll start, I'll probably dabble this week, maybe with doing a live because rather than, because where they're going to be playing every day, rather than do the whole record and cut it up and do that, we'll probably just go live and, and it'll just be easier to sit down talk about the day's games and then, and then roll that way. So I'll probably play around with that this week. I played around with it a little bit today, not yet ready for prime time. As you see, we remodeled my office, so we got blank walls and, I realized my new mic setup where I was putting my mic on my desk um, actually ends up blocking the the sign here. So we'll, we'll resituate here as we lead into it. But the goal being that the weekend of the seven of the uh, the 18th, when the MLL kicks off their season, we are going to be ready to start covering every single one of those games, break down every single game after it happens. Maybe we even do a little bit of a live show while watching the games. That's even something that we've been considering. I say we, I've been considering uh, doing here and I might even have some people come in watch it with me right here in the office so that is it thank you for watching we'll get back into this I had to put something up and get something out for you guys leading into this just letting you know what was going on a little bit of news here with the MLL coming out with their schedule and being on, being on ESPN and all that but I'm looking forward uh, hopefully Hopefully nothing happens to put the kibosh on either of these events because it's going to be huge. And um, as, as New York starts to open back up and we start getting even hopefully some sort of, of tournament play running around here at the, even the high school and the youth level, we're going to start showing up to those and, and taking videos and putting up highlights of the actual um, you know youth and uh, club club tournaments if they ever get started in, here in New York, which I'm not sure that's going to happen. Maybe it's already happening. I'm just not paying close attention. But as always, thank you for watching, for listening. Uh, as always, be sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. You can go to laxfactor.com, watch our videos there, get swag there, all that good stuff. And you can also listen to the audio version of the podcast on anchor.fm forward slash laxfactor. Thank you once again. I will be back this week for our MLL season preview show so thanks for listening hoost is out mm -hmm.